Welcome to Jumpstart, everybody. I'm Mark Hinman, lead pastor at Hillcrest Church in Jamestown, New York. This is episode 61 of the podcast that's all about giving us the boost we need to keep us moving forward in the way of Jesus so that we can be more motivated and focused and less empty and miserable. And again, today I'm joined by my co-host, Lucas Lassinger, who's finishing up his senior year. You're in crunch time, Luke, right? I am. This is the week before finals week, which I'm convinced is worse than finals week. But oh, wow. It's, okay. uh, it's, it's busy, but we're pushing through and pretty soon it'll be so long to UB and onto the summer. So yeah. And then grad school. And and grad school. Yep. Okay. I'll be in Rochester in August. So keep awesome. Going. But more degrees to hang on the wall is always a nice thing to have. So. There we go. Hey, so what are we going to do today? Sure. So we've been uh, doing a moving out and mission series, and this is uh, episode four of that. And mm-hmm. we've been really blessed to have lots of uh, great co-hosts, guest hosts with us. And today is no different. Today we have Mrs. Susan Young on the line with us. Welcome, Mrs. Young. Thank you. I'm glad Hi, to Susan. be here. And uh, so, Mrs. Young, you went to the Congo not too many years ago um, on a short-term missions trip with with a group from our church uh and we're excited to have you share a little bit about that experience with us today um but before we do that why don't you share a little bit about yourself and you know uh what you do for a living how great grandkids are all that kind of stuff (laughs) well thank you um i am almost retired i have been teaching english for over 20 years, the past 19 years at Southwestern High School, and I'll be retiring in June. Um, it's been an interesting year with COVID, but mm-hmm. we've been we've been doing everything that we have to do to get through, and we're we're doing okay. Uh, I'll be retiring in June, so I can be more involved with my grandkids and do more fun activities. And of course, being an almost retired English teacher, I'm going to write my novel. And I'll have the next Absolutely. Year. Go for I'll it. Have that blocked off to get that you know, <laughs> off my list. <laughs> oh, That's my. wonderful. Well, here's the important question. What do your grandkids call you? Are you a, a Mimi, a grandma? A... I am a Nana. A Nana. Okay. I am a Nana. Yes. Know. Sometimes Noni. I'm not really sure about why, but mostly Nana. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about missions today. And so I, we'll just barrage you with questions, I guess. And you're, you're a great communicator, no doubt, great storyteller, which is why I'm excited for you to be on this episode. And so you can kind of give us stories that maybe, you know, guide the questions. Uh, but my first question for you is what motivated you to join the short-term trip to the Congo when, when the church put it together? Well, they were talking about putting a trip together and it was not the first trip they had done to the Congo. So I had seen and heard about a previous trip and I thought it was really intriguing and I thought it it sounded like a really interesting journey to take and sitting in church one day and I just I didn't really hear it but I felt it just you need to go Mm. on this trip you need to go on this trip and it didn't actually make sense because it was during the school year and I was going to be working and it's very um, it's difficult to really like interrupt your school year and take two weeks and go somewhere on a trip. So I thought, I don't know if this is for me, but then I just kept feeling led to go. And so I asked and we talked about it a little bit and decided that it would be a good fit for me to go. And 
I just think it's the Lord's leading. It wasn't anything that I kind of intended or thought ahead of time I would love to do this. Yeah, it wasn't on the bucket list. It was not. It yeah. was not. But um, just listening to you and others talk, Pastor Mark, it just, I felt very, very led to go. That inner voice was really speaking quite firmly to me at that point. Yeah, and it was confirmed along the way. It was so important for you to be there. So, uh, you know, both of us could tell all kinds of stories and, and all of those who were on the team. But who would you say, looking back, who would you say that you met that impacted you the most? And in what way? Well, I met a woman who just captured my heart. Her name is Sarah Spear, and she is a lifelong missionary, and she's been in the Congo probably over 35 years now. She just touched me in a way that it just changed me. It changed how I see people. It changed how I see myself. It changed how I see people who are mission, active missionaries overseas. Hmm. Um, we spent a day with Sister Sarah, um, she would often go off into the bush. She's a nurse and she would take her skills in order to communicate Jesus Christ to the people that she ministers to. So her nursing is um, her skill that she uses to be able to earn the right to tell people about Christ. She speaks English and French and Lingala at least. I think she may speak more languages than that, but that those are the primary languages that people speak there. Um, she would often go off on her bike and go out and make rounds and visit her families in the bush and take care of lots of people. But she's um, not a, a super young lady, I would say late you know, 60s, 70-ish, right? Yeah, she, she is several years older than I am, and she is so energetic and so um, just ready to take on the day every day yeah. that she lives. She just lives everything with her fullest enthusiasm. Yeah. So one day that I thought was really important for me, um, we went over to Sarah's house and she showed us around her beautiful little house. It's just a, a, a small house with a kitchen and a little living room and a bedroom in a bathroom and it sort of had running water, but there were lots of issues with the running water, but she was just- Not happy. great. If I remember right, the sink leaked and another sink was all backed up and I, I was there to, you know, God help me, right? I was there to do plumbing. And if anybody knows me, I hate plumbing, but we, we worked on plumbing and I just felt terrible because I don't think we ever got to Sarah's house to get her a working sink. But anyway, go yeah. ahead, keep going. Yeah and she was grateful for what she had and she she was like it does need to be fixed but it wasn't really like an annoyance to her no, not not much. like it would be for us right right she didn't depend on it like we kind of depend on our appliances and our running water and our electricity yeah so that day we got to her house it was like close to lunchtime and she was getting lunch things out because she was going to have lunch before we left on our journey out well uh, as she was getting her lunch together, a man came to the door and he literally was carrying his friend with him. And he set his friend down next to the step and he knocked on Sarah's door and he asked her for help. Well, it turns out that his friend had leprosy 
and his leg was gangrenous and very, very painful. It got to the point where he couldn't be at home anymore. And they had walked to the government hospital and been turned away because they couldn't pay to be in the hospital. So he brought his friend to Sister Sarah because he knew she would help him. And as they talked, she just stopped what she was doing. She came back in the kitchen. She put all her lunch things away. She didn't like grab a meal or anything. She just put everything away, went and borrowed a truck, brought the truck back, wrapped the man's leg in a hefty bag because a gangrenous leg is, it's very pungent and well is very painful for the, for the person. Um, she and his friend loaded him into the truck and um, the other short-term missionary and I got into the truck with them. The friend got in the back of the truck. She drove off to the hospital to um, have him admitted and a day later, uh, a young intern who was also a short-term missionary did the amputation with what we would consider very primitive circumstances. He didn't have a Doppler. He didn't have um, a lot of things that we would consider necessary for that type of surgery. And he just did what he needed to do. And um, they just worked together to take care of this man. And it really touched me because I really felt like I was living a moment that was very much like when Jesus was preaching and the two men brought their friend and they lowered him through the roof yes. so that Jesus could take care of him and heal him. And they had such faith. Well, this man bringing his friend to sister Sarah had a similar faith. And I just felt so privileged to be able to share that kind of a moment and to see what Sarah's heart was like and what her actual work entailed as she's out in the wilderness preaching the gospel of Christ. And she just feels that her medical knowledge and her medical presence there earns her the respect of the people and it earns her the right to tell them about Christ. Yeah, just, just an amazing woman, I agreed. Yeah, that's really neat. So uh, my, my next question for you um, is what would you say to, uh, to somebody that might say, well, we shouldn't do short-term missions. That's a waste of money. We should just, you know, send the money right on over. And, uh, you know, what is, what is something that, you know, where there's more of a relational and uh, relational equity built instead of maybe like a financial equity built. And maybe you could share, we were talking beforehand, the story about, um, the food that, that you worked with. Yes, this was another um, moment that I had with Sister Sarah. We went out on her daily rounds one day and we stopped at this young woman's house. She was about 18 years old and she had a serious heart condition. Her name was Nedge and she was pretty much bedridden. She lived in a tiny mud and stick house the only decoration in the house was a beautiful wax cloth um, dyed fabric curtain that separated the two rooms. Um, Sarah went there with a couple of other nurses and they were going to drain this um, bloated belly that Nedge had so that she could breathe more easily. Now her condition, it was terminal. So it was quite serious and she was in a lot of pain and she had trouble breathing. 
So as we went in, there were there were quite a few of us there, a couple short-term people and the long-term people and Sister Sarah. And so we were standing there kind of waiting outside because there wasn't even room for three or four people in the house. And Sarah brought out a metal bowl full of meat and potato chunks. And she handed it to me and I looked at it and it was crawling with ants. And I thought, oh, <laughs> where am I gonna throw this away? And she looked at me and she said, I need you to pick the ants off there. And then she gave me a much used Ziploc bag and she said, and then put the food in here because she might want it later. Wow. Uh, and it was, you know, it's very hot in Africa. So the right. bowl warm, the food was warm-ish, like it had been sitting out for a long time. And plus, you know, ants. So I went over to the side yard and I was picking the ants off the food. I rinsed it first. There was a little jug of water. So I rinsed it. And then I was picking the ants out of like the crevices of the meat. It was kind of fatty and, and there were chunks. And I got it as clean as I could and put it in the Ziploc bag and then rinsed the bowl again and took it back in. And I felt like it was such a humbling moment. When I was cleaning that food for that girl, I felt like it was a moment of prayer and humility like I had never felt before because I've thought I've been hungry before and I thought, you know, I've, I've reused leftovers. I've washed out plastic bags before but it was never this level of need or this level of um, understanding of the circumstances of another person. So I felt like for me, it was a very rich moment of humility that taught me something about how much we have as Americans and how much we take for granted. Yeah. And so safe to say, right, you don't get that from, you know, staying thousands of miles away and uh, reading prayer letters. Uh, you, you really have to go to experience and, and that's part of partnership, I think, right, for us just to be able to, to go and see what our missionaries are actually facing on a daily basis, what they really are dealing with in order to be able to properly support them. My goodness. Um I know for, for me, it was a life-changing experience and I sense it was for you and, and for everybody that was on the, on the trip. Um, Susan, you know, my favorite two words, uh, you know, so what? Uh, if, if you were to kind of boil this down to a takeaway today for those who are listening, what, what would you say your takeaway from the trip was? I think my biggest takeaway was I, I read a lot and I feel like I know kind of what other cultures are like and what other people are like and how people interact. Uh, but I don't. <laughs> um, part of the experience that I had in Africa was meeting African women and some through Sarah and some through other missionaries and people who were there. And one of the things that struck me is that everywhere we went, women would hug us. We would hug each other and they would look, uh, look you straight in the eye and maybe touch your cheeks and just say, I love you in Christ. Or they would say something and they, they wouldn't have to be translated, but they would touch, they would hug, they would just be connected with an intense 
not entirely physical, but emotional and spiritual connection that I have very rarely felt with people in this country. I felt like we were more sisters and more connected by what we have in common, which is our humanity and our love for Christ, our love for God and our love for each other, which sounds funny when it's just someone you've only met and only maybe met two or three times, but I felt it over and over again as we went through our couple of weeks journey there. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Really awesome. Well, kind of along those lines of of connection, your unpaid commercial, which is something we do every episode because I have a short attention span. Uh, That's the only justification we can provide is that I just can't focus long (laughs) enough to make it through an episode without some fun. But your unpaid commercial for today is kind of a, a place where people could connect, right? Yes, yes. And a place that I think is really underutilized and underappreciated in our area. I'm going to put in a plug for Allegheny State Park, um, Red House area, and the Quaker Lake area. Great places for families to go because you can bike and kayak and paddle boat and just walk in the woods and have a picnic. And it's like six bucks to get in. It's a great deal. Yeah. And if so, if you're outside the area and you're not near Allegheny, find a good state park and make use of it. Get outdoors and enjoy it. We'll have to to figure out how we're going to put that on the uh, Jumpstart Podcast Facebook page. Maybe we'll put like a a map link or something for for people who don't know where Allegheny State Park is. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. Hey, let me uh, bring this all home to a prayer. Can I pray for us? Thank you, Father, for some time with Susan today. And Lord, uh, we look back and thank you for all of the deep things uh, you taught that team in Congo a few years back and Lord, the things that you continue to reveal um, to us. And thank you for reminding us today of your heart for not only our nation, but the nations and that there are, there are people all around this world, Lord Jesus, that you died for and that you love. Help us to continue to Uh, press into that love that we might see people and see opportunities that are that are before us and take advantage of the opportunities to go and be salt and light and hope and and life to those who need it we pray these things in jesus name amen amen well mrs young thank you so much for joining us today it was great to have you on the podcast Thanks, Lucas, for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who listens, because otherwise we would just be sitting here talking for the fun of it, which is fun, but it's always nice to, you know, actually have people listening to the podcast. Well, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. And we have a small announcement. Pastor Mark, would you like to, to make the announcement? Yeah, we're going to take a, a little bit of a break from podcasts. Uh, Jumpstart will be back sometime in June, but we're going to take a few weeks off. Uh, some of you know that I'm actually on a sabbatical right now, and so... I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of a break and Lucas has some school to finish up. And so we're going to, going to take a few weeks off, but we'll be back sometime in June. Awesome. So until then, uh, you can go back and binge listen to old episodes. I, I forget what the quote is, but something along the lines of you need to be reminded more than you need to hear something new. So you can always go back and listen to an old episode uh, and you can always like, comment, rate, subscribe, do whatever it is you do on the platform you do it on. And you can check us out uh, using the tag at Hillcrest Jamestown on Facebook and YouTube for our Sunday services. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. God bless you. Have a great day.